Hello and welcome to the Blowing Bubbles podcast. We have none other than Sylvia Campbell. And she's joining us today to talk about healing her journey as a therapist, as a coach, and her wonderful book that she is just releasing. Sylvia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you. Um, it's just, it feels good to be able to have a platform to feel safe and vulnerable because, you know, we, for me, everything I do is ministry. It comes from the heart. It comes from experience. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So the name of your book, tell us that, The Contender, right? Yes. The book is called oh. The Contender. Um, and the book, um, it actually came from uh, years ago. I was at a conference in Chicago, actually. And I, a young lady from um, the UK was there and they were talking and a couple of other ladies and one lady, um, she had brought up a prayer request. I don't recall what it was. And the, the young lady from the UK extended her hands out and she said, let us contend for it. And it always was such a, um, it was so impactful to hear her say contend, not fight or not, you know, because contend for me stood out more so like, I'm gonna go toe to toe with you. I'm not gonna yeah. wrestle on the ground with you. I'm not gonna give in we're going to do this thing and i'm not going to be the one to yield over and i'm not saying uncle but the contend part this that word was so strong so when i wrote the book it actually had a completely different title up into pretty much the when i typed the last word and thought oh my goodness this is the word that so and the word was contend this throughout the book and it's actually one of the chapters. And I just thought that that was the anchor for me was the contender. That is yeah. so powerful. Contender. And it, it words, there's there's power of life and death in our tongue. So the words that we yeah. speak are so very important. And Definitely. I I love that. I can't wait to dig more into that. Yeah. And and how long did it take you to write your book? So funny this is the funny thing is this book um i i started it january 2021 two over two years ago i had the intro done um i was so hype about it my publisher was like oh this is fire can't wait i love to write um and in that process um two months later my sister passed away suddenly and I was devastated. Everything came to a halt. Um, and it was, I was no longer thriving. I was surviving. So mm -hmm. to say, oh, I'm going to keep writing this book, no go. It was, I was doing the basics in life to get through because I'm also a mental health therapist. So I'm helping people with their problems while I'm carrying this heavy grief. Ooh. And you know and it's like you know you hear you hear your client say oh you know i i miss my sister my sister passed away or my brother passed away you know and it's like you're grieving and you're helping someone get through their grief and mm -hmm. um i did go into therapy and so through um i would say through 
therapy and God. God is my anchor for everything, foundation, um, prayer, so many things combined, family support, friends. Um, I healed from that grief, not 100%, but um, enough that I was able to catch my breath and say, okay, I need to move forward with this book. So I started back up writing, um, I believe like January, February of this year. So I still had an intro. I had maybe one and a half chapters. Um, A friend of mine from my um, church, a young lady, she is um, in publishing. She did a 30 day challenge on her Instagram, which challenged you to write, but you know, like 15 minutes, 30 minutes every day. I was doing writing prompts. I was doing, you know, the time in. And then I got to the point where I was staying up all night, like going to work, coming home, dinner, chilling with the family. And then nine o'clock at night, everybody's in bed. I'm up writing till like four or five in the morning, got a shower and go right back into work. So I was like, so I know that was God because I wasn't, I was a little tired, but not exhausted, like falling over. So mm-hmm. in that 30 days, I wrote seven chapters. Wow. Yeah. So I finished the book March, right around, in fact, my sister's two-year death anniversary. And in the last month, um, just kind of tweaking each chapter, reading it out loud and, and that. So that was my timeline. <laughs> so, um, and it just goes to show, you know, that grief is crippling. It, it can cripple you and it causes yeah. writer's block. Um, and you know, the book is a lot about my experiences I went through, but I was not specific because I'm from such a small town. We are that had I given examples and things, people would have been, people would have been able to say who I was talking about. Pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want that. I didn't want that. You know, um, this book is coming from a healed place. And so I was not going to bleed out all over of some of the experiences I had. Um, Was it painful to still write about it? Yes. But um, I just, and I rewrote a lot of it because I said, I don't want to come from that, just that hurt place, you know, so I I was triggering myself. (laughs) So. Yikes. mm -hmm. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. We kind of dove right in. I didn't get into any backstory. We are from the same very, very small yes. area. There's, yeah. there's neighborhoods yeah. in big cities that are bigger than our, our county. Yes, even. yes. <laughs> so, yes. So yeah, I've, I've known Sylvia almost all my life. Um, um, A long, long time. <laughs> cousin, you and my cousin um, were neighbors, I think, over on Spearmint. It's Spearman Ravine area. I grew up on Ravine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my aunt Margaret lived over there. Yeah, and yeah. that's how I remember you. I had, mm-hmm. um, side note, I had the biggest crush on your brother Wilson. Oh, oh my God. goodness, <laughs> Wilson was it, it for me? Oh my gosh, it cracks me up because I'm like, I'm like a sitcom when it comes to that. I'm like, ew, that's my brother. <laughs> Baby Wilson Perez. Funny. That's funny. No. 
he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my brother. <laughs> oh man, yes, and 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 your sister, God knows, she oh, was yeah. so 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 special to me. I, oh yeah, we met through um, the Spock program together. Oh and, wow, I forgot all about that program. Wow. Yep, we were in there together, and she and I got really close at one time, okay. and, and I just always looked up to her. Like you guys were. Yeah. I don't know. I never knew. Um, I never knew a Puerto Rican before you. Yeah, <laughs> you a lot of like, people didn't. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. and I mean, Miss Lucy. So you guys were you stood out in the hood. Oh, definitely. Um, always good people. So um, I know this is a little detour. Yeah, but <laughs> but, but yeah, but the, it, you know it helps. I think people listening. In. Yeah. Yeah. So um very, very, very good family, but your sister was was special. Oh yeah. Uh, she was Sonia, She and I can't even remember um all of the moments, but yes, she definitely mm -hmm. poured into me during oh, that yeah. time. You know, I was young yeah. and I was going through things with, you mm -hmm. know, my children's father. And <laughs> yeah. Sonia had some wisdom. She had some nuggets for me at the time. Um mm -hmm. So I, I definitely appreciate that. And then and now it's a even bigger full circle for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that is that is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So Man. yeah, my yeah, my sister, yeah. she touched so many lives. And I mean, you know, when she passed, it was um, you know, I knew I shared her with the with the valley. That's what we call, you know, where we're from the valley. Um, people well. were calling, people were calling me like, I'm so sorry about your, and before they could get lost out, they were, they were crying. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm the, I'm like, it's fine. We're grieving together. Like she impacted, you know, wherever she A was, she was an impact. Yeah. She was definitely impactful. Small body, big impact. She was oh, a little, <laughs> oh man, fiery. Oh man. And I love that, you know, when you get to a place in, in your healing journey where you can truly celebrate um, mm -hmm. a person that you, you've lost. And of course, the morning is what the morning is. But yeah, you yes. can celebrate their life and what they meant to you and to others. Um, mm -hmm. That is a true demonstration of healing. Uh, in my yes. opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it for comes, you know, it's, yeah, it comes in waves, you know, like, yeah, there's days, um, um, you know, laughing about something she did. And then there's days, you know, I'm crying because I miss her. Like, this is huge for me. You know, this book, um, my sister was my biggest cheerleader. And, mm -hmm. you know, she could have read it, it could have had typos, it wouldn't have made sense to, you know, a hill of beans. And she would have been like, this is the best book I ever read, girl. And I'd have been like, girl, but that was her. When I need, when I was like, okay, I had enough of myself. I had enough of the truth. I, I, I just need somebody to cheer me on. That was her. She, you know, faults and all, warts and all. She's like, you know, rah, rah, rah. She cheer you on. And there was times I needed that. I had enough sense to know I need a balance and not always her. Cause then I would never, you know, I'd be full of myself. So I have those <laughs> people to tell me the truth. Be real. <laughs> Sonia was not one of them. <laughs> oh man, oh man, it's so beautiful. So the um, the book is there anything in particular that um, anyone in particular that this book 
kind of targets that that would this book would help who is this book yeah. for yeah this is what you know my hope is that um which hope i'm gonna say hope a million times that's just my thing but um this book is um it's the story of david in the bible um i give some historical content on the you know on david's life um only because if someone reads it that doesn't have a lot of biblical background or does not want to read first second samuel first second king so you know all of that they can get con the concept of the story his story mm -hmm. um so in the story it deals with david um under saul you know he's serving saul saul is just a narcissistic king um and i have a whole chapter on the narcissist so mm -hmm. just in case people are like well i'm not sure if i ever you know served under a narcissist there's a whole chapter um and when you read it you may get a list of people that you may be able to say oh i identified this and this and this um but it showed how you know although david had all his faults and all his you know um issues he chased after god and in that chase and his heart was always um, um, yearning for God, that he humbly submitted to this ruler and he did not do all things well, but one thing he didn't do was he did not kill Saul when he had opportunity to do so. And mm -hmm. it shows, um, you know, even, um, which you've read some of my posts, my posts on Facebook are actually um, each chapter so they lined up with each chapter. And so, you know, the um, looking at consequences of demands, how many of us are like, we, I want this, I want this, I want this. We get it. They're like, oh, wait, what happened? What is all this coming at me? Well, sometimes we want things that are not what God wants for us. So now we have to suffer consequences. It's just like you leave a kid, you know, if you ask a kid, what do you want for dinner? Chocolate and cookies. Okay, go ahead later on their stomach <laughs> they ate something you know yeah. what i mean so it's like that you know the people wanted <clears throat> a king a king they wanted to be like everybody else and god said okay fine you can have your king and they get sold and it's like well wait a minute this is not what we signed up for yes it is because you didn't want to wait for david so mm -hmm. you know the consequences of the the, um, the demands um talking about the narcissistic um personality characteristics um, and you know, with a narcissist, it's all me, me, me. What can I get from you? They drain you, they bully you, they overpower you. They, you know, they'll run your name into the ground and you haven't even done anything. So and then it's and all it's, your fault. Oh yeah, definitely. And so <laughs> it's your fault. You let me bully you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, mainly some of that, um, I went through in the church, um, being under leadership that just didn't know what to do with me. Um, and me always looking at like, what I do now? I, it got to the point I kept asking like, what I do now? What I do now? And it wasn't always me. And mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that if you say, um, let me think of something trivial. Oh, I wanted a green plate instead of a red plate. What is wrong with you? Like, it's just a plate. Now, if you say, you put my plate on the floor instead of putting it on the counter. Now that's an issue. Mm -hmm. But don't nitpick me to death just because you have your ways of doing things. And I always have a saying, if you want things done your way, do them yourself. Do 
that. Yes, God. So if you're not happy, you know, and I'm not purposely trying to, you know, do anything but be who I am. So any talk, you know, a little bit about that, how, um, you know, when they don't know what to do with you or you're the best thing since sliced bread until you disagree, then all of a sudden you're just a rebellious Jezebel, throw you out with Satan person. And it's like, wait a minute, I just respectfully disagreed. So, um, you know, and like I said, I didn't give examples, small town, people would have known, <laughs> you know, who I was yeah. talking about. Um, so it talks about that, like having the hope to get through this healing process, because it is um, very damaging when you're under a leader that you respect and you love and you think has your best interest at heart, and they really don't. Because they, they want to benefit from who you are. You know, they want to benefit from your anointing. But when your anointing starts to level up and other people start to notice you and, and they feel like you branching out and, oh, wait, you're not going to be under my wing anymore, under my finger. In fact, then they have a problem and an issue with you. And basically, that's how it happened with, with, with David. David came in to play the lair to calm um, Saul's evil demons that were tormenting him. But then now David's going to war. David's winning wars. The people are starting to chant for David. And Saul is like, oh, wait, 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 wait. And so that jealousy comes up. Yeah. And so, so that's basically, the book is actually for all of the above. From Samuel, who anointed Saul and then had to tell Saul, you've been rejected. And then he had to go and anoint David and walk that process out with David. Then for David, who was minding his own business out in the field, just want to kill these lions and tigers and bears on mine, take care of my sheep. But no, now y'all want me to come up here in the palace and deal with this wretched man, you know, just serve him, but stay humble. Um, and hopefully the, the souls, you know, the, the leaders that are like, oh, wow, I didn't handle this person right. Or I'm not handling these people right. How mm. can I do this? And how can I get this right? So mm. um, all the peoples, <laughs> so whatever, you know, you can learn from three different levels of, you know, what it means to contend and, and try to get things right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm it even talks about submission. I'm, I'm yeah, hearing him accompanying workbook. Oh, yeah, it's definitely because I know I had to put the work in to get to where I am because mm -hmm. this book could have been a, it could have been a, um, what's it This called? is a whole um, course. Like. It could have been a soap opera because I could, I had examples. Still <laughs> have examples. Have plenty of examples. And I have, I have co-signers that'll be like, oh, yeah, I was there because that, I was there when it happened. Whoa. But, I but you know imagine. that's that's you know it would that that really wouldn't do any good but tickle someone's ear and give them some entertainment. I want to help people change. So yes, yes, help and people that's, heal. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah, good. So, yeah. And you you mentioned um, you you just said something else. On, uh, oh, submission. I know. Submission. Um, yes. There's a. There's a whole chapter on the blessing of submission um, because David mm. submitted to Saul, even through all of that, you know, Saul literally threw a javelin at him while he was playing the lair to calm him down. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's almost like 
you know, someone come up to you, man, and punch you in your face and say, thank you for punching me in the face. I'm going to keep playing, you know, it's like, I'm going to keep giving you this face to punch. And, you know, with David, he just like, okay, he probably ducked and kept on playing till, you know, Saul calmed down. And David had opportunities to kill Saul. I believe it was two opportunities and he didn't, he didn't kill him. He could have, but he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. I I can't wait to get my hands on the book and read it. I'm definitely going to (laughs) send my order in. Um, Is there, what do you have on the horizon? What's next? So with that said, um, once, and yeah, workbook is, you know, I already know like, okay, God, I know there has to be a workbook, you know, with it because there's work to do with the healing process. Um, as a therapist, I use, um, even if I have people that say, oh, I don't like to do paperwork or homework, I'll use the homework in, in the conversation and they get the work done. Mm. So, you know, some people just not going to write. So I'm a firm believer in writing things out and having a format and being able to follow, you know, something that can get you through a process. Um, so workbook for sure as i you know work on this book release um i'll be releasing the book officially um sunday may 7th <coughs> looking to do um, a uh, book signing at my church here in um, the dc area and um but hoping this saturday is my birthday Woo-hoo. and Woo-hoo. gonna do like a soft release i'm probably like um take pre-orders start pre-orders so that I can kind of get an idea of, you know, where people are buying the book from, what areas, and then um, probably do something locally in our hometown. Um, just kind of do a, like a book release, probably at my friend's uh, Lori shop, you know, two days in a week. Mm-hmm. So probably could be up there, do, um, schedule it out so that, you know, people want to come and talk to me about the book or what have you. I like doing stuff in person as well. Um, and then, um, with the book, um, there will be, uh, it's going to be a trilogy. So there'll be, a yeah, so there's going to be some backstory and some forward story and stuff. So there's two more books for sure. I know coming from it. Yeah. So prequel and a sequel. So writing, 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 yeah, writing, writing, writing. Yeah, the trilogy. So, um, but yeah, so writing has just opened up for me. And um, I love to write. I love to, you know, just put words on paper. It's it's healing for me. And that's why I struggled, like I said, for two years, um, not writing, not really being able to get it out. Because for me, I'm also a preacher and a teacher. So using my voice is a way to get it out, but also writing for me is the way I express my voice. Um, Mm -hmm. And then with that, um, also launching um, the business Hope to Heal, which I introduced in the book on what Hope to Heal is. Um, It is a coach. Okay, we still recording? Yes. 
Okay. All right. I'd stop talking. So I was like, wait a minute. Let me stop. So hope to heal is a coaching um, concept. And the reason why um, I'm still a therapist will still probably be a therapist forever. Um, I'm going to pull up some stuff here. Um, but the coaching, the coaching aspect, um, which I shared a little bit with you um, before is that therapy gets to like a deeper part of you. It gets to the healing part. It gets to the problem. It gets to the issue. It gives you to some interventions in order to, um, it doesn't take your diagnosis away. What it does is it helps you to decrease the symptoms attached to that diagnosis and helps you to be able to identify like, okay, I feel these symptoms coming back. I feel, you know, my functioning is lowering for, um, for me with the um, hope to heal coaching is that once you know you are healed once you know like oh i have this big plan once now it's like how do i execute that and so it's giving you that push you've been healed you've been trained you've been you know it's go time and coach mm. put me in the game but i don't know how to get in the game so it's okay. helping people with that push to um to just um, he, they'll keep healing as you're doing. And with this, um, with Hope to Heal, it is actually um, three-dimensional and it's an acronym. Hope originally was hold on pain ends because that's where mm. I was at. I needed to hold love. on. I love acronyms. I love words. And so we're spellers, ironically, but so <laughs> it was hold on pain ends. And then as I healed and God began to show me like, this is a, you know, you can coach this. Um, you can coach people into their healing. Then the acronym came on um, whole, no, helping other people every day. So it's still hope. So every day, because there, every day there's opportunities to give hope. Every day there's opportunity to help someone. Even if it's just you're um, in the grocery line and someone you know, may be a little cranky or just you could tell it's like, hey, good morning, smiling at someone, giving them something instead of like what maybe they've been dealing with all morning, something different. Um, yeah. Someone you could, you know, there's times I see people kind of fidgety and impatient in the line. I'm like, you can go ahead in front of me, you know, and they're like, are you sure? I'm like, sure, go ahead. Mm -hmm. That might impact someone the rest of their lives. Who knows? Or, or they might be like, oh, well, this crazy lady want to let me go. Let, let me go. So. Um, but just, you know, having those opportunities to give hope. And then the latest, um, the latest um, dimension of hope is um, have only positive expectations. Mm. And so you have to get to um, your mind strengthened to the point where when I wake up, my expectations are are only on something positive. Yes. I'm not waking up saying, oh my God, this Monday. Oh my goodness, it's raining. And I don't mean you got to wake up having cartwheels, you know, doing cartwheels. Yeah, but, but that can have, get to a positive mindset is everything. Definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> because how many of us, and I know I was one, um, I'm looking for this while you do this, but I was one, Oh my goodness, Monday, Monday, Monday. So guess what happened? I started waking up in a bad mood on Monday. 
mm-hmm. or tired or not feel like it for no reason. And mm-hmm. so, you know, instead of looking at it like, oh my goodness, I get it, you know, just another Monday, look at it like, hey, when I get Monday done, I'm gonna be down, I'm closer to the weekend again. <laughs> it could be something that simple. But just mm-hmm. really, um, because the mind is so strong. And if we don't work that, that thinking, you know, muscle, I call it, to turn towards the positive is it's gonna just is we will relapse and be negative and you know give you yeah. those negative thoughts if you don't work yeah, it absolutely mm-hmm. definitely and the mind the the universe i saw the i studied the laws of attraction and okay. you put that thing out there that you know you mm-hmm. expect that you can count on it yeah so it shall be. Definitely. If you Definitely. told Monday it was it sucked, Monday will always suck. <laughs> like, Definitely. You Definitely. Can, you can literally mentally manufacture whatever you want. Whatever yeah. existence, mm-hmm. whatever lifestyle. I mean, it's literally as simple as the conscious mm-hmm. decision to speak it and be it. Yeah. Walk, just walk it. You want to yeah. be happy? Is truly yeah. a choice. Yeah. You don't have and it's contagious. Yeah. It is definitely contagious. It's I mean, contagious. smiling is contagious. And I may, I am so deliberate with smiling. I meet mm-hmm. eyes. And it was, um, it was somebody from back home years ago, um, out on drugs real bad. I was going okay. into one of the bars, whatever at the time. And mm-hmm. this individual literally was in tears because he said, I'm the only person that looked him in the eyes and smiled that day. Wow. Wow. And it made me from this was probably the, still the 90s. All this time, mm-hmm. I have been super conscious to look people in the eyes and smile. It doesn't mm-hmm. cause anything. They're not even asking for anything. They don't even know what they need besides to stop mm-hmm. getting happy. But, you know, sometimes yeah. you can. Yeah. That simple gesture of humanity is all somebody needs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, That's it. definitely. Mm-hmm. That's it. and so it's I, you know I put it yeah. the spreading hope. Yes, and putting putting yourself in their shoes, you know, like absolutely. I, you know, like I said, um, you know, I'm a preacher, a teacher in the in the church, and one thing when I when I stand in that pulpit to preach and to teach, my prayer praise to god is always god i could be anywhere in the whole wide world because i've made some decisions and done some things that could have put me anywhere in the whole wide world but god you set my feet here and i don't take that for granted i do not take that for granted that he gave me he uses my voice to give someone hope he uses my voice to speak healing to speak love to speak peace to speak mercy you know, it's it's not my place to judge nobody. I'm like, let me introduce you to God. What he says he don't want in your life or it's no good, he'll tell you. I don't have to tell you that. And you probably already know. But what you don't know is God's love is unconditional. Right. You know, people don't right. people don't always feel that love. They don't. So, yeah. So, you know, with hope coaching, it's, you know, coaching um, spiritual well-being, um, emotional stability and um and mental strength 
because I just really feel as though if spiritually you feel well, like you're you're connected to God, you feel connected to people because, you know, the cross is both ways, you know, always say um, vertical and horizontal. Um, yeah. Our relationship with God, our relationship with each other is, you know, healthy, um, then emotionally stable. Um, I got to tell you a story real quick about emotion. Okay. This is so funny. So the other day, I want to say maybe within the last week or less, um, I went to a plaza and have, you know, I'm ra- in fact, I'm raising my um, sister's grandson, Dominic. When she passed, we took him in. He'll be six. Um, so I had Dominic with me and we were near uh, like a karate studio. And he was like, Auntie, I want to take Taekwondo. And I was like, okay, we can look into it. You know, we'll check out a couple um, different places, see, you know, what we're comfortable with. I said, but yeah, that's a good option for you. So then on today, I had to, um, I went to Hobby Lobby to return some stuff. So the line was like super long. So I was like, well, you know what? I'll just go get the stuff I need, get in line, do my return and purchase at the same time instead of standing in the line twice. So I did that. Well, as I was approaching the line, there was a woman in line and she started fussing and she was like, um, I can't believe you let her go. She has like five bags of stuff. And, you know, um, all I have is these few things. And the lady was like, well, I'm sorry, but that's the return line. And as she's arguing with the, as the woman is arguing with the um, floor manager, um, a line opens up and a couple other people went and got in that line. And so she was like, and now they're in front of me. And I wanted to say, well, lady, pay attention to your surroundings. Stop arguing with this poor woman trying to do her job. And you would have seen the line open up. Yep. So I'm standing there, you know, I'm just standing there and I'm just like, Lord, you know, help this woman. And in the meantime, I can notice the woman at the register with the bags was starting to feel uneasy. And, you know, in this day and time, when people start to get rah-rah, you know, it's like, it's okay, it's about to pop off. So yeah. I'm watching that woman praying for her, like, God, give her peace, help her feel safe. But I'm also watching the woman with the rah-rah, like, some fall, break oh, off, you know. One thing well, I always say, I love Jesus. I'm saved, sanctified, and full with the Holy Ghost. I got a little degree, couple degrees. I got some titles and, and some letters after my name. But I was bred, born, and raised in the projects. So that part, you, <laughs> if I get triggered, I'm not sure which way we're going to go, but anyway, so I'm watching, her, you know, I'm watching her, I'm watching her. I'm like, okay, what's going on? So the, she decides to leave the store, leave her things in the cart, like, you know, throw the cart and in the cart, she actually had material that was pre-cut for her order. And I thought that was really ignorant. Like you, you're not just leaving stuff, but you're leaving stuff that was custom cut for you. So the woman, you know, she storms off. Then she had a young lady with her that came back, a young girl, and she's looking around and looking around. And she was like, um, she was like, oh, it's not in here, she tells the lady. So here, lo and behold, the woman lost her wallet in the store somewhere, somewhere. So I'm like, Lord, you know, help them with this woman calm down and find her wallet. Because sometimes, you know, we're frantic and all over the place. And something could be right in front of our face, but we don't see it because we're just not settled. So, yeah. So my whole, I'm just praying all over Hobby Lobby. So I get out the store and before I, before I go out, my son who was in the car, he sent me a uh, a website 
for a Taekwondo place. And I was like, oh, wow, this is the place that Dominic and I saw just a week within the last week. I was like, so maybe I do need to check that one out. So I get to the car and my son is like, um, oh, did you I, did you get the site? I was like, yeah, he said, yeah, they happened to, you know, the van was right here. So I looked it up. I said, yeah, I said, that's funny. And then I said, you know, I was just in the store. This is when, you know how we say, I don't know why I'm saying this, but you know, it's the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So I start telling them about the woman in the store and how she was acting and then she left out and you know i said i think she lost her wallet i feel you know i do feel bad for her even though she was acting like that he said he describes the woman to me and who she had with her and i said yeah that was her he said that's who got in the taekwondo band so guess where my child is not going it's not going for taekwondo because Taekwondo is supposed to be help you like with self control. Mm -hmm. yep. So, and it's funny because the other day or some time ago, I had posted and I said something about being professional, you know, because you just never know. Let's, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I'm like, and I, you know, the flesh in me wanted to call and say, you know what? I was in Hobby Lobby and the woman driving your van was acting a monkey. And she's causing you, she just caused you some business. I ain't saying I'm gonna give you tens of thousands. <laughs> but what if I, what if I, yeah, you know, they, do, they do before and after school care with the Taekwondo teachings. Mm. I could have been the daycare provider or a teacher. Yes. I mean, I could have been anyone like, oh, I got like 10, 20 kids I could refer to that program. Wow. And, and I use that. I, I liken that story to um, us as believers and blowing our witness. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, when I lived in Las Vegas, I joined this church. I was led to this church mm -hmm. um, by my hairdresser. Had no okay. idea. I went to a salon, never seen a salon with this type of vibe and this type of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And after I got she did my hair, whatever she did to my hair, and she was sitting me under the dryer. And I'm looking around. I thought it was real strange. Everybody who was not working on a client at the time was reading the Bible. Oh, I was wow. like, what church you go to? Wow. <laughs> and that's how I ended up at my church in Vegas. Okay. I was like, I don't know. Whatever y'all got over there, that's where I went. Right, be. right. And so wow. fast forward. Um, several months um i visited a couple times but i didn't really commit right. several months had passed and i was riding the bus and vegas is vegas it's hot mm -hmm. <laughs> it was summertime the ac on the bus was broken oh everybody was uncomfortable it was one of those real bus lines it was the mlk line mlk is almost always in the hood Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. it was packed and the mm -hmm. bus driver had the most nasty disposition of wow. anybody working with the public you could imagine. And she kept going off on this brother who, I mean, he had the demeanor, I would imagine, of Jesus. He didn't. Let, wow. I mean, she's yelling and cussing at this man. And I, I couldn't even see what he had done. He's just standing there. I saw him and his what I right. perceived to be his wife and, and children get on mm -hmm. the bus 
this brother standing there just holding on, swaying in the heat. And she, I don't know why, I don't know if he was too close to her, but she was just so nasty to this man. He yeah. never, never even parted his lips. Didn't even wow. look like he was getting angry. So that very next Sunday, I go to church. Guess who's one of the ushers? That man. That man was one of the ushers. And I wow. said, See, had he handled himself like a fool, mm -hmm. like the bus driver was being, yeah. my idea of him and possibly even the rest of the church, even though I had had previous right, right. experiences and exposure yeah. to the church, I might have been like, uh, yeah. So you can blow your witness. Oh, but yeah. Acting a fool in public. Wow. That's something else. I'll never forget that. Book. And for him to be an usher, because, you know, we know in the church, ushers always have the worst reputations, you know, people. But I'm like, I pulled him to the side. I said something. Yeah. Oh, he, he, wow. That's awesome. He thanked me. And and I hope that he spread the word on witnessing yeah. and be and you're witnessing even when you don't think you are. Somebody is always mm -hmm. looking at you. And there's yeah. some people out there who are looking for a way to discredit the church. Exactly. So exactly. I'm excited that I got to actually see this man after yeah. the fact. Wow, um, that's something. <laughs> and then of all places, like Vegas, I mean, isn't it the big city? Like, you know, I mean, it is. What's the odds? <laughs> wow. Yep. And that crazy. he was, him and his family were um, the reason that I ended up joining the church. I said, okay. okay, this is two experiences. I went to the hair shop and yeah. I had good experiences. The choir was the bomb. But then when okay. I saw that family, yeah, I was like, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. I never made it. You know, Crystal, I won't say her last name. Oh, yeah. yeah, she okay. goes to a different church. She kept trying to get me to visit her church. Man, I never made it to her church. All them oh, years I lived God. in Vegas because my That's church was funny. it for me. So, wow. yeah, you know, That's we can something. just witnessing is just like your commercial. <laughs> you know, uh, we yeah. are all yeah. sales reps for the kingdom. If yeah, you look at it yeah. like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and you gotta be mindful. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And you know, it's funny because being a parent for the second time raising, you know, a child, um, it's funny because my kids being around me, they probably think like this woman that lost her mind. Cause I remember, you know, I get knocked upside my head. I was like, Y'all be exaggerating. So <laughs> but you know, it and and again with the mental health piece got to go back to that trauma you know we have to stop saying that oh that's just the way it is or i lived through it yeah but you lived through it limping that was <laughs> you know so for me raising you know raising a child for this you know coming through the second time i'm doing things a lot more different mm -hmm. um you know using my words more teaching him how to use his voice um it's not all talking back that's because, important. Most of us don't get a do-over. Yeah. You know, so it's like you, know, you get to use here. that wisdom, that earned wisdom. Yeah. yeah. This time around. And even with, yeah. And even with the grandkids, you know, um, my grandkids, my older ones, they still think it's strange because I'll say, May I have a hug? They're like, Of course. Well, I'm not gonna just come up to you and grab you and kiss you. I don't want nobody doing that to me. I don't care how much I yeah. love you. Could yeah. you imagine? 
a two-year-old and you just go up to them, you grab them, throw them in the air, you're swinging them. How about would, would you want someone five times or 10 times your size and weight to do that to you? No, ma'am. Oh my gosh, I do that to the grandbabies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, but think about it. Like, I know. It made, green, it would, not that we're I would lose it. You'd be getting a two-piece no biscuit if you did it to me so and it teaches oh it teaches you know and it teaches and all it is is because uh -huh. i i'm telling you now my older grandkids i'm like can give me have a hug sure they hug me and kiss me sit on my lap oh my you know goodness. now the four-year-old i'd be like can i get a hug no not right now okay two hours later she might be clinging to my leg mm. and wow. it's just I never it's just that's the yeah. curtain Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just like, uh, girl. If I could, oh you know, goodness. even you just, you just even, taught me a boundary. God no. Yeah. But wow. you know, and it and it's you know, it sounds silly, but when you put it in a bigger picture of No, it doesn't. You don't what? want everyone to treat you know, you want them to be able to respectfully set a boundary. And yeah, we're only looking at it from our perspective. Nana wants a hug. I'm just yeah. gonna pick you up and i'm big for picking them up throwing them in the air they and like I, now so i, I used to do yeah i used to do that you know because i got gaps in my grandkids so now i'm like okay i can learn you know i've had time to learn where you know but yeah but something that wow. simple yeah oh my goodness okay yeah, but just helping that. them yeah helping them to you know i i got my the four-year-old has a phone that you know just for her for family and you know we facetime her like hey she might be like boop and hang up i don't feel like being a mother right now <laughs> i know don't answer because you just really hurt my feelings hanging up on me but you know it's just teaching kids how to set those boundaries or how to speak up for themselves is not being disrespectful it's how you say it mm -hmm. but use your words be able to explain yourself be, you know because there are two sides to every story actually what they say three sides the truth the lie in the middle whatever you know right but his Your side, 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 side and the, the truth, truth and the truth there you go but you know even when it comes to situations in school i'm not going to get on your case just because i got a report let me call and find out what's this going what's going on yes. what's happening you know um and just getting down to the bottom of the story because trauma um trauma is tricky trauma is it can, it can be so many things. It could be paralyzing. It could set people off. It, it's just so many things. Um, and so dealing with trauma and grief is also another thing um, in the coaching aspect of, you know, being able to, as a therapist, help people get to the bottom of it and heal. And then now how can I move on? How can I use my story to help other people? How can I still function? Because um, people, and we know through COVID, like it got to the point I was like, I can't look on social media no more because yeah. it was like people were just, you know, unexpectedly and, and younger people and it was it was just a lot. It yes, was a lot. yes, yes. Oh man. So here at the Blowing Bubbles podcast, our mission yes. is surviving motherhood through sisterhood while finding a balance and building a legacy. So when reaching out and talking to and ministering to other mothers. What are some things that you do to cope? Um, for me, um, 
And again, it's just really strange, you know, raising a kid again, um, raising kids. But the good thing, I I think the first thing I do is realize I have a support system. Mm. I knew I had a support system. If you don't get you one, because you can't do it, you can do it by yourself, but what is it going to cost you? What is it going to cost your kids? Because my mom always taught me early on is God, yourself, then others. And I used to think like, mom, my kids don't come after me. Well, what good are you if you don't take care of yourself first? Mm-hmm. It's putting on that mask first on the airplane, yes. and then you can assist someone else. And yeah. it's getting up, you know, before your kids, getting your shower, get your coffee, whatever. Take your minute to breathe and then start your day and start getting them up and ready. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's taking care of yourself and, it, and that means fortifying yourself also with a support system. Um, I'm huge on structure, boundaries, schedules, being prepared. Um, I, ha- I have to know where everything is. I can't be, where's your shoe? What do you mean you can't find a shoe? <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, you know, it just, the more organized it is, the better you can get through your day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't like for my day to jump me. Enough can happen in a day to jump me that I'm not going to be on that list of jumping myself. Right. So I would say the coping, the the coping is preparation so that you don't have to cope with unexpected um, issues that you caused. That's good. That's good stuff. And I I really wholeheartedly um, live by that as well. Um, Everything's about planning and and organizing. Mm -hmm. If you live by the seat of your pants, your life is going to reflect that. Um, just having having systems in place is important. It's yeah. mandatory for mothers. Yeah. Because Definitely. if you don't have anything systematized, everything's going to feel like a problem. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. is going to be challenging, especially yeah. having multiple children. Or, mm-hmm. or heaven forbid, you have a child with special needs. Oh, um, yes. Definitely. There are so that, many things, and yeah. then that's why so many mothers are overwhelmed. And and I just, you know, I I lightheartedly um, attach myself to bubbles because it's just it's fun. You you can't. I tell people all the time, you cannot be blowing bubbles and mad at the same time. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't do and it. and yeah, and I I agree. You you know all what's the old thing? All work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. Mm-hmm. Um, or it can make him mad. <laughs> See, working all the time. So for me, I have to balance. I love to um, do creative stuff. I love to do crafts. I love to um, so little, you know, just little things that make me happy. Um, even with um, my nephew, yes, he has the learning tools, but he also has an easel that he can learn on and he could color. He has things, you know, he blocks he can count, but he also could use those blocks to build. So giving him that, um, teaching him coping skills, teaching him boundaries, teaching him about his emotions and, and his feelings. Um, because when he came to us, um, he was very much traumatized. He was playing, had his little friend over, they had a sleepover, he wakes up, total chaos, the ambulance is there, the police are there, all the neighbors, because small town, and he gets taken from his home, basically in his pajamas. I had to have my friend go get him 
So he's like, okay, I know these people, but they don't normally come pick me up. He leaves, not knowing what's wrong with his Nana. And then he's told his Nana's not coming back. His oh Nana's gone. And then two months later, he's in Maryland with us. And literally, you know, literally to show him a letter D and say, this is a D, what is this? I don't know. Oh in seconds, like seconds. And we just kept loving him, kept, you know, trying to make him feel as comfortable as possible, keeping, you know, keeping the structure, keeping my sister's memory alive with him. And then I would say probably like six to eight months later, boom, his brain turned on and has not turned off. Okay. That's you know, middle, good. yeah, in kindergarten. And this is, this is the impact trauma can have on someone where we could barely get him to you know, remember the letter D, his name starts with a D, where mm -hmm. now he spells family um, member's name. He's in kindergarten doing first grade math concepts. So the trauma was just that fog. It was mm -hmm. there and needed to be cultivated, but the trauma had to be dealt with and had he had to heal from it. Wow. Now is there, um, how's the connection with his parents at all? It's um no no not really um not sure you know as far as not sure what's going on with the father but with the mom he does see her but not consistently and she um lives like an hour and a half from us it's just not you know consistent she's dealing with some stuff that you know she's working through some stuff put it that way gotcha gotcha, gotcha. so we just tried to you know we just try to give him his normal life um so that he says like this is functioning i may mm -hmm. want to be over there but this works better for yes. my life yes yes now which one his mom or dad is your niece or nephew his mother is my niece okay okay my sister's youngest child mm -hmm. oh okay wow yeah, yeah. man mm -hmm. um i and i have seen and interacted with you know this little um burst of energy he is so oh right yeah because we were oh yeah yeah yes. so and that is him all day every day like but we channel it you know you're not going to be flipping around on the couch no, you can go outside <laughs> because i mean he'll do a handstand and be in it for two minutes i'm like your all your blood is rushing to your brain um you know, he does a head headstand and he'll push himself up into a handstand and back down and I'm like, okay. But he, um, yeah, lots of energy. Thank you, thank you. Um, and I thank God because you know having a, a husband that's you know a father's role to him and is fully invested, mm -hmm. that's huge. I couldn't yes. at my age. I'd be like, this kid may not make it, and neither <laughs> you know. I wouldn't be able to be in here with you because guess who's out there with him making sure he stays playing riding his bike outside that's you know? beautiful i love, so, it. I love it now yeah, so. what, what was that what was that like was there even a second thought in your brain or did you just fully embrace okay emptiness just got unempty like yeah it was literally <laughs> um i was going to pennsylvania because um dominic's birthday is may 24th and my granddaughter is May 28th. So we usually would um, celebrate those like close together. Um, she's a girl, she's four years, no, 
Melanie, yeah, Melanie's like four years older than him. So as they were younger, it wasn't such a big deal. You know, we party, she doesn't care. I'm getting gifts, my kids, my friends are here, I get a cake, you get them separate cakes. So we were, I was planning my trip to go to Ohio um, and we were having a dual birthday party for Melanie and for him. Um, he was not in, um, his stability was getting um, threatened. Um, mm -hmm. There was just a lot of different things. And um, my daughter, my oldest daughter and my son were like, is there any way that y'all can take him? And I'm like, looking at the clock, looking at the time, looking at, you know, I'm like, and, you know, doing some math on my age. And I was like, hmm, how can, you know, I do this? Well, what? I don't even know how the conversation started um, with Wes and I, but my husband, but we, I ended up, I was just crying and I just, I couldn't control the tears. And I was like, I was trying to, you know, be more, um, use my brain more instead of my emotions. But I'm like, this is my great nephew. And I've always, day one had a connection with him. I gave, I named his middle name, like this, you know, this is my baby. He probably was the one that I'm like, boundaries. I don't care about boundaries. This is my little <laughs> chocolate nugget, you know? And um, so always, you know, and being that my sister and I talked all the time and FaceTime, I talked to him every day. We FaceTime okay. every day. So he's like, auntie, auntie, you know? So when that happened and I was trying to regulate my emotions to be able to have the conversation it just, Wes was like, just go get them, just bring them back, you know? And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, like I literally could not get words out. Um, we had the, in fact, the day before my sister passed, we had moved from a one bedroom um, apartment that was really congested, parking wasn't good. It was safe, but it just wasn't conducive if we would have had to take Dominic in at that apartment. Mm -hmm. We moved into one on the first floor two bedrooms, two baths, um, way more open space. Um, and lo and behold, he needed a place. And we had a whole nother room that I just used for like my clothes and some stuff. So I left here, I think Thursday or Friday. I think that conversation was like Wednesday or Thursday. Left here the next day, went to Ohio and I had an Elantra like little car like this. <laughs> And we packed that sucker up like I was just, just packing it in, um, took as much stuff as we could. And they separated some of his stuff so that in, a family would come or I would go, you know, we could bring the rest, more of his stuff. And um, brought him here through that air mattress in that room. Mm -hmm. And there you go. And he was in there. And then as by the, within a month or two, his room was like completely set up and decorated the way he wanted it. And. He's been here ever since. And I don't regret it, not not one second. Beautiful. Not one second. Oh, yeah, he's, um, and that's where the structure comes in, the preparation. Um, he's so independent even, like coming home from school, little stuff reminded, like go wash your hands, you know, go use the bathroom, go wash your hands, go get his tablet. He knows where his basket is with his snacks. He knows what he's allowed to have, sits at the table, does an hour of his quiet time just to settle himself down then it's like okay what's your plan you know warm go outside you know whatever there's a basket in the kitchen above the um 
his table that has his quiet time stuff, Play-Doh, slime, all that little junk he loves that he could sit at the table and do. You know, everything is where it's supposed to be, so he doesn't have to question it. So um, he's in church with me. He loves church. Um, his church family is just awesome. Um, he plays the drum pad, so he's learning to play the drums. Um, he helps greet um, with me once Sunday a month. He greets. Um, he loves, loves, loves children's church. He thinks he runs it. Um, <laughs> But the church family embrace him. Like if I walk in without him, they look down like, and I'm like, hi, I'm here. You know, and they're like, well, where's our, where's our friend? Like his two best friends in church um, are Kyron and Alexis. Kyron is 26. And I think Alexis is like 28, 29. Yeah, those are his two best friends. And his teacher, his teacher was like, yeah, he told me about his best friends, Kyron and Alexis. That's it. <laughs> and they're 28 and 26 she was like i thought they were kids i said because they play with him you know like and they just love on him but yeah he he loves it um we have a great pastor her and her husband um they just love him like i said when he said i want to play the drums she was like get him a drum pad give him some sticks he could go over there by the musicians we won't hear a thing he just bang away over there he bangs on the chair he bangs on the steps he bangs on the stools he just be over there like a maniac and they just cultivate it and just let him be. Wow. But, yeah, I don't, I don't regret any of it. Um, I, it's been a, a really good experience. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's, you know, I guess for me, it also was healing for me to have my sister's great grand, her grandson with me, knowing that Wes and I are giving him what he needs to to change the trajectory of his life to yes. where it could be. And yeah. knowing my sister would be so proud of everything we've done for him, what we're doing for him, how we love on him. Um, you know, and he has a great relationship with Wes. He'll walk past me and go to Wes. I'm like, okay, again, what am I, chopped liver? Um, great, you know, great relationship with him. Um, he, he's, you know, just learning things to be, become the man that I'm, I know my sister would be proud of. Mm. And his brothers, he has two brothers that live in Delaware. We make sure they see each other at least once a month. They, we have them together, holidays together, birthdays together. So, and FaceTime. So, that is so good. Yeah, we keep them connected. Oh, yeah, so. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. One day we'll have to reconvene and talk about, you know, the blended family situation. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> because, you yeah. know, it's, um, I, you know, that's one thing that I'm grateful for, definitely, is that there's no drama. It's all love. And it's just, yeah. you know, one big happy family that, yeah. you know, so, yeah. yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, those of you who aren't from our area and yes. don't know, <laughs> Sylvia Campbell is my children's stepmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like sister moms or something, What whatever title yeah, you give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, it's um, the first job I had when I first came here, um, a woman said that, I forget, that, I don't know if it was a program or a culture, 
like that they would say, if I was referring to you, I would say, oh, that's Karana, my son's mother. Mm. Okay. And, and you would say that's Sylvia, my son's mother. And they would be like, and it's, it's just like fluid, like no. Yeah, yeah. 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 So no no breaks in relationship. Yes. So, yeah. Or I no like hire you. Yeah. I yeah. like no that. little you, big I, I'm more important. You know, yeah. okay. We all got stretch marks. They just don't know which one they came from. <laughs> that part. That part. Yeah. It that's that's beautiful. And so one of the things that I know that we can um do for the world is help people to see that you can be mature. I don't care what you went through. I don't yeah. care. It's always about the children. Always yeah. about the children. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and get you, know, you some healing in the process. Get you, you know, some like healing. Get healed. Like yeah. you know, one of part of the in the book, the chapter on contending, you know, I talk a little bit about, you know, growing up, getting bullied and, you know, I had, I'm from New York. I'm originally born in Brooklyn, New York. You can't tell I don't have an accent because I was raised in Pennsylvania. But you know, when I came, people were like, oh, you think you're bad because you're from New York? I'm like, what? Like, what are right. you talking about? They like, assumed the perception was, and, and slapped it on I'm you. The, yeah. I wasn't from them streets. I was from like, I, you know, my mom, like, you ain't from these streets. And, you know, grew up with cousins and family. Like, what are y'all talking about? Um, being jealous, like you said, the only Puerto Rican and not realizing, you know, people were jealous of me, like, oh, you think you bad because your skin color and your hair. I'm like, what are y'all, like, it's just who I am. It, it wasn't who I am, it's just what I look like. Yeah. And so none of that, you know, coming from New York, we were big on um, cultural diversity, um, celebrating cultures. I swear our school had every week we had an assembly or month or whatever and we celebrated different cultures and ethnicities and it was one big happy family so it was hurtful in the moment you know i did take it in as me 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 however once i got older and realized it wasn't about me it was because people didn't love themselves that was hurtful yes. to me like yeah. why didn't anybody tell you that you were beautiful. Why didn't anybody tell you, you know, it's, we're all God's creation. I just look different. And yeah. it doesn't make me beautiful because it's about literally what's not the inside of you. But, you know, that, that part was hard. And I'm grateful I was able to um, have a relationship as an adult with my childhood bully, we were able to resolve stuff. Mm. But we missed out on so many years mm. that we could have been friends. Ah, that's interesting. I never thought to, there was one when my mother moved us to Ohio. To, and it, and it, as a kid, it felt like I was moving like to LA or something. It was Warren mm -hmm. is only like oh, yeah, yeah. miles from Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I felt like I was going like around the world and yeah. I had I had a couple bullies that I have not seen since I was probably in high school still. Yeah. Um yeah. the the thing is it never got to um any physical altercations, but <clears throat> oh, I didn't girl, find out until the last couple of years <laughs> that these girls had an issue with me because I had a father in my life. And isn't that crazy? Like, 
ain't doing it. I, like, I know, right? I was the only child in that little circle that had a two. My parents had split. That's why my mother moved to Warren. That's when she moved to Warren, when they split. But my daddy was still very much present. Yeah. He had a brand new Chrysler Fifth Avenue. He rolled wow. up. He looking fly. He, my dad was a mill worker. He worked yeah. right. a good job. And most of them yeah. live, we live right outside of the projects. So okay. most of them lived in the so project. You, but, mm-hmm. Who you think you are? You think you better because your daddy come. Oh, so what? Your daddy wow. coming to bring you pizza? Your daddy picking you up from school? Wow. And true. And truth be told, I don't. I you know don't know your family well like that, but I know your family well enough. Had they been your friend, your dad would have and your mom would have treated them. Absolutely. Like I still have where we're same from. friends from 1984. <laughs> when we moved over yep. there and yep. they all still call my parents mom and dad like yeah but it was yeah. just those couple girl, and it was one of those girlfriends that told me that what the issue was like girl you wow. just you look like you had it all because my hair was a little bit longer and mm-hmm. I had a nice leather jacket and she was naming all of these things and every time wow. your dad came around people would get kind of jealous like oh my god wow. y'all are jealous because I know yeah. my dad Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. And so we need to, I don't even know yeah. how you can reach children when they're in that age. I was in seventh grade when I moved yeah. over there. Yeah. And I came, yeah, I came in the fourth grade. And then it didn't help another little bit more of the backstory is that my current husband, the father of your children, before he was the father of your children, he was my first boyfriend. <laughs> All <laughs> of that. See, we got some soap opera stuff, but we, we don't do. have soap opera. We, we, we got some soap opera story, we, but we don't bring the drama. Hill. It's a hidden like, story. It's, it was so it's here. Me. Yeah. So to me, it like was like me. nothing. Like there's, I just don't do drama. I never did do drama. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't do the drama. And, and it looked to me like when he went to the army, like, I don't know when when you and Pooh came. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. You know the whole yeah. new, all the nuances, but yeah. yeah, it was like. But I do remember y'all going to the prom because I thought, oh, they look so cute. I I yeah. admired y'all as a high school couple, and then it was like, yeah, he came yeah. back from the army, and I was looking at him a little different. So, yeah, yeah. But so, there's like you said, just- it is like soap opera ish, but no drama no, whatsoever. Yeah. It's like right, right genuine love like that's my partner like me and him we could talk junk like yeah, yeah. it's that's my yeah, partner. but it's but you know and it was that was where some, the some of the jealousy came from because he liked me i'm like you know but at the in the moment i didn't know that and i'm like but for me what i had to heal from was that it made me um like feisty Mm-hmm. Like it didn't take much for me. I will fight you physically, and not, yeah. and you're not gonna hit me first. You know that was where that was for me. You know, so it was like I got hit first before. I didn't like it, so now I'm going to. You know, so that for that me, happen. I had yeah. to. You know, I had to like calm that down, um, because I it was like always on edge. Yeah, you know, like, and that it, that just wasn't cool for me. So yeah. that and was that's, um, that's a piece that I didn't know or experience because. Like in high school, he was that dude. Like he was, he was the cool kid. He was right, right. You know, good athlete and always fly. Yeah. So right. I can, I can yeah. see where girls. And then you went to the different school. 
So I can and, see right, where you would have right. been hated, like yeah, by yeah. my my schoolmates. Oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And then you know, like I said, y'all the the complexion, the hair, because y'all yeah, I'm bald now, but my hair used to be all the way down to my oh, elbow, yes. you know. And but because of all the bullying and the fighting, my hair, I you probably don't remember. My face was always Vaseline and my hair was braided back. I dressed like a boy because I was always fighting. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it wasn't until high school that I'm like, okay, I've established who I am now. Now I could be cute. But, you know, was I wasn't walking around like that because I was walking around ready. <laughs> so. See, now I just learned something. I don't, I, I miss the fighter, Sylvia. I miss that. Oh, uh, yeah. I she. You I didn't know, see that girl. That's probably when I moved to Ohio in that phase. So it was, you know, it might have even been before that because it was like, I would say probably like fourth, fifth, sixth, going into the seventh grade. So mm. by the time eighth and ninth came around, it was like, yeah, we we're not we ain't dealing work. <laughs> she a little bit great, great. Um, <laughs> it wasn't much, you know, or and I had older girls bullying me because Wes is two years older than me. So I had older girls, but I had my sisters, you know, my project sisters that they would step in, you yeah. know, so Diane Johnson, Lisa White, you wasn't messing with me. Ooh. You know, if you was, if you was a certain age, okay, we got you, you know, yeah. but little sis can handle her level, but yeah, they was like, no, you ain't. And then my best friend still, still rice, you know, where is Seal at? Seal lives in Virginia. Oh that my goodness! In, I have I, not even heard her name in years. Yeah, oh that goodness. was that. That was my first best friend, and we're still like we um, don't talk a lot, but when we do, you know, it's just like you know, wow. that, skip a beat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Shelly, used to love hanging over there. Yeah, Shelly's yeah. my cousin. Yeah. Here. Oh, okay, Shelly. Okay, yeah, yep. me and Shelly, um, best friend since fourth grade. My um, I loved hanging over there. Y'all had like one of the most competitive playgrounds. Y'all projects had one of the most competitive oh, playgrounds. Yeah. And I came over there one day, and I think he lives in Atlanta. Uh, uh, what's his name? Russell Lampkins. Oh yeah, I don't know he, where Russell. Yeah, I I, I think he's in Atlanta. I heard he was in Atlanta. Him and Booker had moved down here. Oh, okay. Uh, years and years okay. ago, but um. Russell took the time. I got a lot of love in the sharing projects. Russell took the time to teach me how to do a crossover and how to spin the ball on my finger. Uh, you okay, tell okay. me nothing. Yeah, Russell yeah. Lampkins taught me how to hoop. He gave yeah. he gave me the fundamentals of my handle. Man, okay. I was beast mode after that. So <laughs> I would love yeah. to see. He probably don't even remember me because I was probably just the girl who was sitting on the side, like looking yeah. all pitiful. And he's like, come here. Come here. <laughs> But he really but took you know, time and he yeah. taught me how to handle the brawl. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, when I and I was young, at, by the time I hit high school, man, I was you couldn't mess with me. Yeah. So yeah, and see, I, I, I didn't really get yeah. I like in the projects we would relay, race, play basketball, you know. But I didn't get into like organized sports. It just uh, you know wasn't. I don't know why. Just maybe because then I'm like, okay, it's time for me to finally be cute. People stop fighting me. <laughs> Yeah, y'all had some, had some was, colors over there. Seal was a yeah, beast. She was a oh, track. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I ever did yeah, everything. 
Yeah, still. <laughs> Mellow. Mellow is wicked. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another one of my, y'all big sisters. Yep. Today, ain't uh, nobody mess with me. I'm but yeah, boy. it was, it was, I'm that here was family. One of them daggone big head sharing boys from over there. <laughs> yes. And you know what's so funny is, like, people would, Oh, I know so and so like you, so and so like you. I was like, I wouldn't know, cause to me they was all bro- like brothers. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, no dudes mess with me because you know Marlon Sanders, Chief. Yeah, my cousin. Marlon Sanders will knock somebody out over me, okay? And he did once. So I'm not. Gonna, I'll tell that story <laughs> off the air. But yeah, somebody, you know, somebody running their mouth like, oh yeah, me and Sylvia did this. No, mm. we didn't. And he was like, oh, you talk, bam, knocked him out. I was like, oh. This was before like nine one one, I think even. I don't know who gonna help him. But you know, yeah. I grew up with them like, you know, they was like my brothers. So even if they did like me, it was like, ew, they're my brothers. Like we yeah. would have sleepovers. Back then you could have girls and boys. Yeah, you know, y'all had y'all used to down there. I remember like TJ and Jackie and the yeah. Pinkney Pickney. Yeah, the Pickney. Like, yep. I grew up ooh. over there tearing their house up. Now, yeah, I mean, one time, I, Miss, we had a good time. Miss Minnie went out of town, and me, Greg, and Angie cooked her ham. She came back, she was like, Who cooked? We cooked the whole ham. You know, we should have got a beaten. <laughs> we were just eating ham. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, just, it was just, it was just family. We used to have fun. Like, we would have yeah. good old fun. I remember Choo Choo mm-hmm. got clotheslined on. To, he oh, was running, was, we were running. Yep. That was another one. That was my my brother. His mom used to tell his mom used to call me pretty little girl. And oh. when he she would send him outside, she'd be like, You better take care of that pretty little girl. Don't you let nothing happen to him. I'm like, I am not his responsibility, <laughs> but she made me his responsibility. Oh, you know, man. and and when his mom passed, I went to, you know, her funeral and um he hadn't seen me in a long time. And when I walked in, he was like, I can't believe you came. I was like, of course. And he hugged and just cried like a baby. Aww. You know, I'm like, we're family. Like, I, you may not see me every day, but when you need to see me, you're going to see me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But those were like small town. I, I mm-hmm. really feel for people who grow up in big cities and they, they don't have that sense of community because like, yeah. we, we had that. Like, oh, we can literally name a bunch of our neighbors and Oh yeah, and have a ton mm-hmm. of memories. Um, mm-hmm. That is yeah. so important. Yeah. Oh, I still my mom's first neighbor. I still call her Aunt Laura. Y'all, they rela- um related to you through, I think Laura Austin. Uh huh. Cricket now. Yeah. 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 I still call her Aunt Laura. Wow. She lived right next door to us in the projects, and she told my mom, "I'm gonna steal that little girl." My mom would not let me go outside. <laughs> Cause we're from New York, and she didn't literally. She, Within she, months, I was going to Conneaut Lake, Idora Park, wherever. When all Laura's car got was shoo, turned on, I was outing. I'm like, I went on Laura, like I'm uh, out of here, roller skate and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that was that was a good and and that you know having that also helps with healing because it wasn't all bad. It was you yeah. know the balance of you know good and the bad and the ugly it made me you know makes us who we are and but you got to choose which one is going to be you know your strongest point yeah so yeah yeah, so well this has been really wonderful i love it 
Um, I can't wait. I will send you. Let me stop cards for a second and just smile. <laughs> okay, now this that'll be a good point to clip and edit and all that. So I will. Let me stop recording. I will um, have my son chop it up and um, 